0: welcome to another episode of Young and Wiped Up. I'm Gabby, and this is Marcella. And thank you for joining us this week. Before we get started, I wanted to give you guys a quick reminder to look at youngandwipedup.com if you want to check out any of the resources that we talk about in this week's episode. So, what's up? <laughs> um, nothing. Really, nothing new. Nothing Actually, exciting. So much. So much is happening. Okay, give us a the down. Happening. The downplay. The downplay, the down low, the play by play. Ew, I hate myself. Okay, what? um,
1: well, our parents are moving, so yes. that has been, and we teach there. <laughs> we don't live with them, so no, <laughs> that would be really bad. Um, so trying to move everything like within a span of like. Three days is Yes.
0: I had our- a very long night of moving my entire piano studio over in one car load. But thankfully my parents were there to help. <clears throat> so thanks, mom and dad. Because we're really blessed that we both get to work mm-hmm. essentially like for little to no money, um at my parents' house all yeah, the time. We for- don't need a
1: like a, a separate studio or yeah. facility. And it helps
0: with like childcare for you and mm-hmm. For convenience for us, because now they live a street closer. I know <laughs> to us, so, so it's so actually it's really nice. Three minutes away, they're now yeah. two minutes and thirty seconds. And away. both of us kind of have more like separated, bigger studio spaces and yeah. more private than mm-hmm. what we had before. So it'll be it'll be really nice. I'm excited to decorate the new studio space because I don't know it is kind of hard because there's this like granny wallpaper. It's not that bad. I feel like when Mom like, described it to me, I was expecting the absolute the absolute worst but it actually isn't that bad I think I can make it work
1: it has like you know it can be like a a vintage as granny chic
0: cottage core vibes (laughs) we'll make something work out of it so I might have to hit up the thrift stores and home goods this weekend to try to make it cute again because my studio was so tiny that now that it's all spread out I'm like oh wow like there's more wall space yeah there's more floor space so I feel like now that's going to be my new decorating um commitment that I gotta figure out what to do
1: yeah so I have that and then I mean that doesn't really involve me a whole uh, a whole lot because I didn't have that much to move I had like no just and I a literally moved all of your things for you what my five books that I have <laughs> <on
0: the piano? laughs> actually well it was two crates of books and then there was still like little trinkets on the piano and stuff oh
1: yeah I guess I had a couple of things there well there yeah, yeah there was that stuff and then I also um my sister-in-law is. Having a baby in November, so I've been like trying to get all of the stuff together for her baby shower. It's coming up pretty soon. Obviously, that's That's, and that's hard to do when you're trying to take care of your own baby on top of that. (laughs) But I love her so much and there's a lot that goes into
0: hosting baby showers.
1: Crazy. But it's gonna it's gonna be super small. We're doing like a drive by shower and then also just a super small group of people, like just like immediate family and a couple of friends of hers and her husband so yeah that'll be good but it's definitely taking up a lot of my time but it's all worth it man. And is
0: there any updates on your blog?
1: Oh yeah so I'm working on trying to get a few posts onto the site as opposed to just like having one and then it's like all right go to my site and it's just like want to Zorro do so this is kind of lame. <laughs> so right now i'm currently working on i'm i've almost finished up my um baby essentials blog post it's extremely extensive it really is so I saw i'll it. probably be posting about that and then i'm trying to figure out um like a couple more to add in there so hopefully within like the next month or so i'll be ready to to make everything to publish the site and to and
0: everything will be live and all that stuff. So yeah, awesome! I'm excited I can't about wait it. for that. That'll be so awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So this week we're going to be talking about hospitality and how we can do it in every stage of our life. But before we get into our topic, we're going to take a quick break. I don't know about you, but I'm always on the hunt for a convenient shopping experience. However, too much of the stuff we buy today is made without any thought of how it will affect our families and the world tomorrow. What if there was an all-around better way to shop, with the convenience that we all want and the confidence that everything is made, packaged, and shipped sustainably? Earth Hero is exactly that. Earth Hero is a one-stop shop for all your sustainable and eco-friendly products.
1: They have so many products, ranging from beauty supplies, cleaning products, homeware, clothing,
0: baby essentials, and so much more. Join us today on our sustainable journey by using promo code Young and Up for 10% off your entire purchase.
1: Make sure to click the Earth Hero link on our website at youngandwifedup.com to start shopping today.
0: Okay, so we're both really passionate about this topic and I think that we've both learned a whole lot in the past year about this topic and we're excited to share kind of like our insights about it and what we've learned specifically I think from Rosaria Butterfield's book. Yeah. I think her book really challenged us and many other Christian women that have read it to embrace a form of radical hospitality and in giving hospitality and receiving hospitality. Mm-hmm. So, Marcel, can you read, um, the summary? It's a preface to her book, Rosaria Butterfield's The Gospel Comes with a House Key. So, she's gonna read a little excerpt from her preface, and we highly, highly recommend this book. We gave it away to, um, one of our listeners a couple months ago, and we- just, we're so blessed by this book. So go ahead and read that summary for us.
1: Yeah, so it says, Those who live out radically ordinary hospitality see their homes not as theirs at all, but as God's gift to use for the furtherance of his kingdom. They open doors. They seek out the underprivileged. They know that the gospel comes with a house key. And then another section says, A truly hospitable heart anticipates every day Christ-centered table fellowship in guests who are genuinely in need. Such a heart seeks opportunities to serve. Radically ordinary hospitality doesn't keep fussy lists or make a big deal about invitations. Invitations are open.
0: Oh, I just, I just literally have chills right now. It's so good. And it's just, it speaks to my heart because I think we can really make big deals out of Mm. giving and showing hospitality to other people. And we think it has to look a certain way. Yeah, And I think... The challenge that she has here is invitations are open. Like we're anticipating hospitality every day. We're, mm-hmm. you know, we're seeing it as a, a way to evangelize. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a mission that mm-hmm. we have. And I think that this is a way, mm-hmm. like, I think sometimes we could think, okay, what can we do more for our community or, you know, be- being more active in our church? And I think this is something that is missing a yeah. lot is missing missing so much is table fellowship opening our homes eating meals together and it being just a regular part of life and not just like this stuffy like we got to have everything perfect we have to have our fine china and there's a place for that right Mm -hmm. there's a place and a time for that but hospitality is it's a thing that we have to practice until we get kind of used to this way of life because it really is kind of a mindset change Mm -hmm. you know being willing to have our doors open in different stages of our life can be really challenging for us but i think that we're going to cover today how we can do that and how we can be communicating with our spouses and thinking about our children or thinking about even just how busy we are so we don't get burned out right but there's still ways that we can implement these things no matter what stage of life that we're in do you agree
1: yeah absolutely um i i I am coming from a place of, you know, being young. Both of us, you know, we're in that, like, millennial generation. Um, I feel like it's kind of become a lost art. It has, for sure. Hospitality. I feel like we're so stuck behind trying to grow our tribes on social media, Mm. quote unquote. And, like, you know, find your community, find your people, and, like, all this stuff that we're forgetting about the importance of you know, face-to-face relationships with people.
0: Wow, yeah, that's so good. And
1: uh, <clears throat> and also just, I don't know, like, you're right, it is a it is a form of, of evangelism, mm-hmm. um, being able to bring people into your home. And I feel like when you're able to, um, you know, meet the physical needs of people, they're way more receptive to having their spiritual needs met as well. Absolutely. And so, and you can't do that when you're, you know, when you're not hand-in-hand with your community and you're not hand-in-hand with, you know, people at your church, with, you know, your colleagues, with, you know, people that you encounter on an everyday basis. Yeah. So that's, you know, I don't don't quite understand, like, almost like the cold calling type of evangelism. I feel like, you know, you need to develop a relationship with these people. Absolutely. They're never going to listen to what you have to say. They Mm -hmm. can't see what your life is about. They don't know how you live and, and, and do certain things differently because you, you know, you're not developing those close ra- relationships. And one of the best places to do that is within
0: the four walls of your home. Absolutely. And I think too, like you had a really good point thinking about how it is lost art in our generation. Absolutely, I think our generation is heavily affected by the coffee date culture oh yeah
1: (laughs) oh yeah which I think
0: I'm like okay do I want to totally throw out the coffee date situation maybe not I think maybe that has a time and a place yeah but I think that okay let's get past the coffee date because usually when we have like this like stiff like oh we should go get coffee and then we do but then it ends at that and Mm. then there's no furtherance of developing a relationship it's like oh well I checked that box with that person and now it's up to them yeah maybe the coffee date is a good like initial yeah you know? it could be but then also I'm like why not just have them over I guess I f- it depends on the person yeah and like, the I think kind it does of, de- yeah. depend on the personality because I feel like maybe if somebody's more introverted they don't really want to welcome somebody into their home the first time maybe a mm. neutral location is better for an introvert but then maybe for people like maybe they'll have my personality I'm just like come on Right. The doors open, and yeah. you know, there's just different. It, you have to do what's good for you and your spouse too, yeah. and we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah, that's awesome. So, is there anything else we wanted to talk about as far as why we believe in hospitality and why we should we should practice it now? Um, no, I think I pretty much covered what I wanted, what I I had thought about the reasons why. Maybe we cool. can get into like more of the practical side of things. Yeah. So practically, I think. I think, okay, so we grew up in an extremely hospitable home. Mm -hmm. It was, it was just normal for people of all walks of life to come through our house all the time. Yeah,
1: on a weekly, almost,
0: sometimes. Sometimes daily. Daily basis. Absolutely. And it didn't, it didn't matter if my family had little or Mm -hmm. if they had much. Yeah. And like. There were points in our life where we had a big house and we were just throwing huge parties and doing all kinds of awesome things and taking advantage of what the Lord has given us and Mm -hmm. blessed us with. But then I'm thinking about the times when we had little and when Mm -hmm. we were more like poor and the church was feeding us and we Mm -hmm. were just like really struggling financially how our house was still open Mm -hmm. and that there was never a time that I don't remember people coming in and out of our home yeah and I think that really modeled for us Christian hospitality and also I do think that there is a cultural aspect to that because I think in the Hispanic community, community there is more often an open door policy. Yeah, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've normally seen, like culturally, certain certain um, cultures will have more of a dynamic of hospitality, like hispanic people we're all about food we're all about the meal we're all about this and it's just normal like when you go to their house when you go to somebody's house you go around and you kiss everybody and Mm -hmm. you greet everybody and then when you leave you have to go and kiss everybody again and say goodbye and there's like this different dynamic but again i think too like the fact that the the hispanic part of our family Mm -hmm. they're all believers Mm -hmm. and so i think that there's also like it goes hand in hand yeah. we're doing christian fellowship and we're embracing our culture mm-hmm. and i think that a way that we can share the cultures that we've been brought up with is to practice hospitality and show people how we live mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful beautiful thing i think what do you think about that
1: yeah i agree and even like with you know extended family that you know maybe we don't see them, them as often it's always just it it's it's the
0: environment.
1: I don't yeah. know. I don't know. How I think it's the
0: environment that our grandfather and great aunt and great aunt did. Like they great created, great uncle, yeah. They created this like dynamic for our family and kind of a standard of everybody being yeah. together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, and being able to even if you
1: don't see each other very often, you can just it's like you didn't skip a beat with people totally. and like, you know, being able to develop that that kind of relationship outside of your family with you know people in your church like I was saying before people in your community I feel like that's like definitely like an open door to um
0: spiritual needs being met absolutely so maybe can you touch about um how we should be communicating with our spouses when it comes to hospitality yeah, so, um, there's a
1: point in Rosaria Butterfield's book that I really resonated with it, and it, because I think Jed and I had already been kind of doing this, and I was like, wow, okay, she, like, she put it into words that I wasn't mm. able to form myself, um, but it was along the lines of uh, her and her husband will go at the pace of the like of the slowest one or the one that that needs the most alone time essentially Mm -hmm. the one that that has the least amount of energy they go at that pace right so for jed and i like you know there are weeks when jed is eager to be social and whatever and i might not be feeling quite up to it but we still want to open our home Mm -hmm. and you know we want to have people over and so him and i will always talk about okay what what am i able to handle if i'm not if i'm the one that's kind of like on the lesser side of having energy right um we'll kind of go off of that and vice versa cuz it just it's a week to week basis and being able to gauge each other's energy levels you know budgeting your energy not just obviously for your community and for um fellowship but also for each other and for your family and that sort of thing and so Um, I think being on the same page about those values is really important. Um, if one of you is not really interested in having people over very often and that's something that, like, weighs heavy on your heart, that's, like, a serious conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. And I think, too, um, it's good to be in constant communication. Like, I can definitely be tempted with, and I know you can, too, like, Okay, so we're gonna go do this, and we're gonna see, and these people are coming over, and yeah, you know yeah. what I mean. And I then can, you you tell your husband, instead and they're of like, like asking, uh, "Wait, <laughs> what?" So I think yeah. having a normal conversation of like, "What do you think if we did this?" Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And then you know if it is kind of hard for your husband to want to be more social, I would pray, you know, pray that God would soften their heart to the idea of showing hospitality. Mm -hmm. And also, like, it doesn't mean that you can't show any hospitality if they're not open to having people in your home. You can go outside of your home and show hospitality to others in other ways. Yeah. So, there's still ways that we can be respecting and honoring and loving our spouses also, while respecting the fact that we believe that God has called us to hospitality, that is a part of the Christian life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I think it is an ongoing conversation that should be had and that we should be on the same page about. And we should pray that God would make us on the same page together. And even if that means the mo- the more social one has to back off a little bit. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Mm-hmm. And then another thing um, that's important for Ryan and I, so I think more practically, designating certain days of the week that can be more open to socializing and opening our homes yeah so for ryan and i it's not every lord's day but a lot of the time on the lord's day we always open our homes in the evening for people um for people that want to like spend christian fellowship with us if they want to have dinner with us and also It's almost kind of a given when there is a new person or it always happens. There's like a young couple or a single man that's visiting our church and we usually try to talk to them after church and we see where they're at, what their situation is, if they're in town or if they're visiting for a vacation and it's kind of interesting because it's happened to us a lot in the past year and a half where people have come through and we just... We have a quick conversation to ourselves. Like, should we invite them for over for lunch? Because they're like traveling, and Mm. we want them to be able to have Christian fellowship on the Lord's Day. Yeah. And then we both agree, and then we go ask them. And ninety nine percent of the time, they're so happy and excited to come over, and we just like open our homes and. Sometimes we have to, like, race home so I can clean the house really quick. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Just, like, a quick, like, tidy up. And then I always make sure that I have food enough for everybody on the Lord's Day. Like, anticipating if somebody's going to be over or not, I always want to make sure that it's more than just for Ryan and I in case that happens. Because sometimes it happens out of the blue and we are not anticipating it. Um, Another thing that we do is we have one friend that we're really close with that we have a weekly like set side time for her because Mm -hmm. we really really enjoy her her Friendship in person. Mm. And we love, we just have, me and Ryan both are good friends with her. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, she's yeah. not just my friend, like that she's our friend together. Mm-hmm. So it's really fun. We always designate one night out of the week. She'll come over, we'll have a meal together, and she always brings something to contribute. And then we play video games or watch a show that we're going through. And we always look forward to that time with her mm-hmm. because that is how we've grown our relationship with her. Now, we're not like that with everybody. And it doesn't mean that we're closer that with her than other people. It just means that we've set aside special time for that person to show hospitality to her, and she's been showing us hospitality as well by contributing to the meals, by praying for us, by being there for us during hard times, Mm -hmm. and we've really enjoyed her friendship in that way.
1: Yeah, I think um, another alternative to this is maybe like um, at the beginning of every month you can talk with your spouse about is there a couple that we can invest in mm. this month? Is there somebody that we can, you know, or is there, you can make plans, maybe you can set aside a day every week, but have it, have it more open. So it's not necessarily for a specific person, but right. be like, this is the day that, you know, if we have people you want to invite over, we know we know what to expect as far as like the weekly schedule goes that this is you know this is the time and the day that we can give them and that's really helpful too if you're you know you're wanting to reach out for to many people even if it is like another married couple if it, it is you know young singles in your church or whatever it is
0: yeah cool another thing is how do we get out of the mindset that our house should be in perfect order totally clean and sterile all the time And that nobody should see us in our true element. (laughs) I have
1: I have two points of views with this. Okay, yes. I feel like I feel like it's I don't know. It's easy to like it is definitely easy to get wrapped into the using your the state of your home as an excuse Mm. to not be showing hospitality, which obviously we have to get out of that mindset. Um but then at the same time, I know like for myself, it's not necessarily like a, um, it's not really a pride thing. I feel like it's just, I just feel better when my home is clean. Like in general, you know, like oh, yeah, I just, just feel better day. like on a daily
0: basis so when do things you are tidy. with that in mind, do you think that we should try to keep our homes in a, uh, like, okay, what's the word I'm looking for? Our home's in a suitable state at all times. It doesn't have to be perfect, but to a point where it wouldn't be a frantic situation. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, a couple of things that I try to do in case something at the last second comes up and I'm still comfortable enough to the point where I'm not spending hours every day cleaning like every nook and cranny of my home, I try to make sure the guest bathroom is stocked up and always tidy cool at least that and then I also try to make sure that the kitchen is clean on on a regular basis as well because if you're making food and all stuff yeah like it's I feel like a a dirty kitchen just stresses me out so easily Mm. so those are two areas I can really like focus on and then like the living room whatever throw the pillows on the couch throw the blanket on there like it's not that big of a deal yeah they're not gonna be running into our bedrooms like checking to make sure have you seen those memes They're there are the best memes of like like what my mom thinks the guests
0: are gonna do when they come over they'll run upstairs like to everybody's bedroom like how dare you double checking have an unmade bed (laughs) this is atrocious I'm calling my mother you will not believe what the yeah yeah exactly so those are those are two
1: zones of my home that I try to keep clean as often as I can that way if something does come up at the last minute I still feel comfortable enough for them to come over but I'm not like spending so much time out of my day every day
0: no that's a good point and I think for me it can be tempting when it comes to space it can become tempting for me to not want people over because we have such a small space oh yeah and especially when I go visit other people and they have gorgeous homes or they have a really fancy apartment or Mm -hmm. they have more than one living space. I can start to make that an idol that, Mm. oh, I can't do this unless my home is this big and I can accommodate 10 people. Yeah. Like, I think the most people I've had in here is six and that was pretty comfortable and that's yeah, okay yeah you know what I yeah. mean like mm-hmm. it's okay and people are just so happy to receive hospitality most of the time that nobody's thinking this is way too small for us we can't do this yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> it's it's all, it's all in our a mindset yeah. where I'm making things up yeah. so what I try to do is make my home as beautiful as I can you know for myself yeah, you work with the space that you have work with the space and make sure that there's comfortable places for people to sit that's all literally Mm -hmm. everybody just needs a place to sit yeah if they have somewhere to sit even if okay we only have four chairs at a dining room table even if everybody got to sit on the couch and eat dinner everybody's still happy you know it's okay it doesn't have to be the perfect situation yeah so yeah um can you talk about um let's see looking at our notes really quick so yeah i also think it's important to to be willing to open our homes to people in times of need now we can say this and think are we opening our homes for the homeless people not necessarily and i think that sometimes we can think the the most extreme possibility but there's been times where we've opened our home for people to just come and cry Mm -hmm. and talk and their, their hearts are broken and we're opening our home for those people to receive spiritual um nourishment Mm -hmm. you know they know that they can come here in times of affliction because this home is covered by the word of God Mm -hmm. and that we we have created an environment of this is a safe place for you to go if you're struggling so do you agree with that
1: yeah absolutely um I think another part of this is is finding a good balance between safeguarding your time, you mm. know, you, you you want to be, you're in charge of your own time and right. what you do with it, but on top of that, you know, in regards to hospitality and, you know, being able to be there for people in a pinch, sometimes you have to, like, accept people Sacrifice. Late, late at night yeah. when you're supposed to be going to bed, mm-hmm. and it's like, man, I know you're going through it right now, and, like, I don't want to, I don't want to put you out, you know, yeah. because... Because, you know, I have to get up super early in the morning or whatever. Obviously, you know, obviously, like I said, there is a balance to that. You don't want to. Right.
0: We don't want to overdo one way or another. But if you create the environment, it really doesn't end up being that way. It doesn't end Mm -hmm. up that every week somebody's on your couch sobbing and needs help or needs a meal or needs help with money. Like, it really is not that often. But if you have created that environment, this open environment that we are here for you, Mm -hmm. that they feel safe when those things happen. and and think about the times in our lives where we've needed to sit on somebody's couch and cry and we've needed somebody's hospitality Mm -hmm. and we've needed their love and their counsel. And that is like so beautiful to me that I'm like, I have to be willing to do that for others if I'm expecting people to do that for me when I'm in need, Yeah, you know?
1: Yeah. Another part of hospitality, um, I mean, everybody's always, you know, quoting the scripture, love your neighbor as yourself. Sometimes... We need to take that literally. Yes. <laughs> I Meaning, am so the, the scared. people who
0: literally live next to you, I'm terrified. the people who live in your community. Literally. <laughs> okay. Oh. I have so much, so much anxiety when it comes to our neighbors. I don't know why. And I and I think I know every single person that lives on our side of the apartment complex. Mm. I've said hi to each of them. Yeah, I've maybe introduced, and they know my name. Maybe a couple people. Yeah. But other than that, I'm terrified and like run to my apartment as fast as I can and <gasps> pray for no social interaction. Oh, which man. is so awful. I need to be open and willing to to have something deeper than that, and that's something that Rosaria really challenges us about. Yeah. But oh, I just guys, can you pray for me? That's we can, like work yeah. on this together. <laughs>
1: so I have I actually have a story about our neighbor um she lives directly her and her husband and and their son they live directly next to us but they live across from you guys Mm -hmm. um so I guess they had been like doing stuff in their apartment moving furniture around like whatever they were like rearranging their apartment essentially and we didn't even notice like we can't hear anything like the walls are thin but we couldn't like we couldn't really hear anything at all Well, one day, this was, like, probably six months ago, we, like, get a knock on our door, and Jed goes outside, and there's nobody there, but he sees this, like, basket of, like, there were, like, two movies in there, popcorn, like, all this candy, like, all these goodies and everything, with a note inside and it was from them and we have never talked to them in our entire lives like (laughs) we haven't gone over there to I think we we moved in before they did yeah Mm -hmm. um so they were you know trying to rearrange stuff or whatever so and the note was like oh we're so sorry like about the noise like here's you know here's a gift for your troubles like thank you for your patience and I'm sorry you know we're sorry that we're in inconvenience with all of our noise and Jen and I were just like We couldn't even hear them like that's so crazy but just the fact that you know they were so considerate of the people around them and the fact that they went out of their way to like purchase things for their neighbors and like to Ugh. give it to their neighbors and I think they gave it to the person next to them and also the people who live below them as well yeah. and so and that they put their their names their phone numbers like oh uh, they were like I'm gonna Let cry us, they were like it said like text us call us like whatever you need and it's a younger couple like about our age yeah they are our age yeah. and so Jed ended up going over there and he was like he like knocked on the door he was like we got your basket and we couldn't even hear you guys but thank you so much that is so sweet. Nobody's ever done this yeah. this for us before. And so and then I ended up meeting the wife um like a week or so after that. She was so sweet, so nice and like we would have never known if they hadn't reached out to us. Yeah. And like we don't know if they're believers or not, but the fact that even they were able to show more hospitality
0: than we were <laughs>
1: able to was like really humbling. So humbling. So, wow.
0: Yeah, I'm like oh man i, I love need to like story. step up my game same, same same so maybe we can check in in a couple weeks and talk about if we've done anything to yeah. to introduce ourselves yeah. to our neighbors yeah i'd really want to especially mm-hmm. with the holidays coming up i'm like this it's is true. the perfect opportunity i can I make know. cookies i can get like little halloween kinda, treats for the it's kids it's kind of hard right now
1: <laughs> just because you don't know what the level of comfortability that people yeah, are at as so far true. as like covid goes so yeah I don't know. You obviously right now, like during this time, you have with to be wisdom. careful with that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, but do what you can. Cool. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so really quick. Can you also touch on how we can be okay with h- giving hospitality while we have little ones? Um, Giving hospitality? Giving. Okay. Mm. So, man, <laughs> this Just is do
1: tough. It. <laughs> it's... It's definitely intimidating. Mm. Especially when you have a newborn specifically. I know toddlers are also re- I I feel like if you're if you have people over and it's in your own home it's not as bad. I feel like going to other people's places with toddlers and stuff is is extremely difficult. Um but I think being able to invite people over but then accept their help when they're there yeah. is really helpful. Um, that way you're not taking on the whole burden of trying to host something and then trying to take care of your kid at the same time is like, that's a lot to, to mm-hmm. handle at once. Um, so even if it's just, you know, introduce your baby if you haven't yet or whatever, yeah. int- introduce your kid, tell them oh like he, he or she, like, you know, they like to do this, like, you know, kind of, I guess also like maybe play with them, like in like a like a group type set. I don't even yeah. know like how to put it, but like, play with your kid with your guest there. So the like kid, so,
0: yeah. So the kid is comfortable with yeah, the
1: guest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, um yeah, and then being able to like um, step away, if you need to, like, get something in the kitchen, then your guest is, like, okay, like, you mm-hmm. know, I can play with your, with your baby or whatever, like, while you're doing that, and, like, uh, most, m- most women are very, like, oh my gosh, just let me hold your baby, like, that's fine, yeah. like, I'll just hold your baby, do, do whatever you need to do, and I'll hold your baby, yeah. it's okay, so, um, yeah, as far as, like, giving hospitality there, I don't have a ton of pointers, I mean, if if it makes you feel better, maybe having people over after your baby goes to bed, mm-hmm. um, that way, you know, they're down for the night, you don't really have to worry about them anymore, so, and then also, you know, maybe only doing it, like, if it's you and your spouse that's there, that way you can kind right. of trade off between the both of you, it's not you alone that's mm-hmm. taking care of the load, So, it's just, it's really dependent on your baby's schedule and, you know, obviously you have to look out for your
0: child's best interest first. Yeah, and don't, and I want to, as somebody that is, um, as somebody that goes over and has a lot of friends that have little ones, Mm -hmm. like, and we're going to touch on this on a little bit later, but it, it really makes me happy when I see, my sisters in christ tending to their children and saying hold on i have to go do this with them Mm -hmm. i'm never feeling inconvenienced by that i'm Mm -hmm. not like oh my gosh now i have to sit here for 10 minutes while they go do this yeah you know what i mean like i'm just like wow that's so awesome like you're putting your child first you know what i mean like that encourages me as somebody that doesn't have children that that i i want them to know that that is okay to do when they're giving me hospitality yeah
1: yeah that's yeah that's a huge part of it is also just like trying not to overthink like my gosh I have to like step out of the room with my child for a minute and like go and do something and like
0: understand
1: yeah like and then you start to think they're gonna think I've abandoned them like (laughs) out in the living room like by themselves and and you can't you cannot realistically be entertaining your guests 24 the entire time that they're there if you have little ones that you're also watching as well and hopefully the people that you have over will be understanding of that and they most likely will yeah so being able to like calm the anxiety down mm-hmm. you know not overthinking that that makes it a, a little bit easier to handle with having people having people over and also just you know maybe it is having people over while your house is in disarray or whatever it is right. and being okay with that um, it just, yeah, it really just depends on the person, what you're comfortable with, but it may require you stepping out of your comfort
0: zone. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, uh, practically before we transition to how we can let others give us hospitality, I want to give you guys some just tips for how we feed. (laughs) The table table fellowship, which Rosaria is all about. Mm -hmm. Fellowshiping over a meal. There's so much good that comes from that and we we need to bring it back, honestly. Like, we need to get out of the whole, like, oh, well, we'll just have people over when there's football games. We'll give them some food and then they go and they check out. Like, really sitting around a table and engaging with each other and having lively conversations and getting to know one another is the best place to be. Okay, so, Another thing with food is having a recipe in mind for last minute meals. So, always having something stocked in your pantry or in your freezer that isn't going to go bad anytime soon, Mm -hmm. just in case there's those last minute hospitality things. Now, obviously, if you have something planned, then you'll already, you know, take that for account. But I'm talking about last minute, you know, oh, somebody's coming over last minute or and okay, one thing for me is always having coffee, always having Mm. decaf, and always having regular coffee, because those late night, you know, random things always happen, or if they're there for the Lord's Day, and they want to stay all day with us, we love that, Mm -hmm. so always being stocked with coffee, and there's one family that I really want to model this by, the man that married Ryan and I, the pastor, okay, they have, um, they have a gorgeous house in Eagle Rock, and him and his wife, man, the Lord's Day is so good there. They have like charcuterie boards, oh, wow. and coffee is constantly being like passed out. And there's drinks, and there's it's so so good. It literally makes us feel so full spiritually and mm. like physically. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Because they've ma- they've created this <clears throat> thing of like there's always food when people are here and. I just love it so much. So I really, I really want to model how, especially how we do Lord's Days Fellowship after that, because I don't know, there's something really different about sitting around a table and eating together. Um, Another thing is we need to be able to budget for hospitality, which we talk about um, more extensively in our more money, more responsibility Episode, so go check that out if you want to hear how we do our budgets, but also having a little section or a little envelope in your budget system for hospitality. That way, you aren't like scraping by trying to figure out how we're going to feed people.
1: Yeah, yeah, and even if you want to, you know, if you're going out, maybe you're not bringing somebody inside of your home. Yeah, if you're going out to dinner with somebody with a couple or whatever then you have room in your budget for that even if it is last minute it's like okay we already know this money is set aside and you're not putting yourselves in a hole and maybe you want to bless them with that meal and you want
0: to pay for it absolutely so yeah um and then lastly when it comes to food ask people what their food allergies and sensitivities are as somebody that does have food sensitivities i appreciate so much when somebody Texts me and says, hey, like, just wanted to know if you and Ryan have any food sensitivities or allergies. That way we make sure whatever food we have for you, you're not going to get sick. Yeah. And I seriously appreciate that so much because it is really awkward. I I would never want to put somebody out. So I never just like mm. tell people like Yeah, you By don't freely offer that information. I know, I'm like, By the way, please <laughs> can don't you make, not anything. make anything <laughs> like can you please not make anything with dairy? Otherwise I will be in the bathroom for the remainder of our time together. <laughs> you know? So yeah, so being proactive as we meet people and as we share meals with them that we're finding those things out that way we can cater for their needs now i have a list in my phone of hospitality things that i want to remember about certain families or certain people oh that's a good idea that way i like don't have any i'm not like frantically texting them like wait can you remind me again because people really appreciate when when they remember like we Mm -hmm. have friends that are vegetarians so whenever we have them around or whenever i know we're going to be out about somewhere i'm always making sure that there's meals that they can have yeah Yeah, because I just don't I don't want to put them out because I want them to freely enjoy hospitality without worrying Mm -hmm. about how they're gonna eat or if they're gonna get sick or if their consciences are binded by it you know yeah so um okay so lastly can we talk about how we can let others give us hospitality the attitudes the mindsets and things practically we can do for that
1: yeah. So another point in Rosaria Butterfield's um, book that she makes quite often is not just the blessing of being able to give hospitality, but the blessing of receiving hospitality. I think so often we we get so stuck in our ego of look at me like I'm the like perfect host. I'm you know always <laughs> the one that's like contributing to other people and all this stuff, and then we forget that you know sometimes we we need to let people take care of us and like you know let let others. Um, bless us in that way so um obviously one thing is we want to be a guest that people want to serve you know we want to have a good attitude we want to be joyful we want to you know willingly and graciously accept whatever they have to offer us and obviously it is helpful like you were saying before like with the food for instance like if they are mindful of that you know sometimes they don't ask you and sometimes you just have to like make do with what with what yeah. they're with what they're willing to give you or what they have available and doing it without you know like moaning Making and groaning about yeah. it yeah or not complaining um also just like being able to like be low maintenance like don't don't be required to be entertained the entire time that mm. you're there like find things to do um you know carrying the conversation as well yeah. it's like really big contributing to the conversation not checking out not being on your phone the whole time and and those sorts of things do you have anything to touch on about that yeah I
0: think the person that we have on a weekly basis Mm -hmm. um our friend she's she's just a perfect example to me of somebody that's a low maintenance uh, low maintenance person that is able to come enjoy our fellowship isn't Mm. needing to be constantly entertained and is so happy and thankful for all the meals that i make her and expresses it verbally Mm. so i'm constantly being edified by her she's constantly praising me as a host Mm. so it makes me wanting to be like wow like i want her to come over all the time you know what i mean so i want to be a guest like that when i'm at somebody's home another thing is allowing others to contribute when they come over to your house. So a way that you can allow somebody to show you hospitality, even if you're hosting... Is to do potluck style dinners. Ask somebody to bring a bottle of wine. We're all about that. We are all about the potluck style. Like sometimes it makes no sense, but if you coordinate (laughs) well, have a little corn, (laughs) a a little chicken, (laughs) a little potato, and sometimes it's not the most nutritional meal. But hey, we're together. (laughs) We're We're eating. Yeah. But yeah, just allowing others to bless you, and also you set the tone for that so if i have somebody over i ask them hey can you bring a bottle of wine hey Mm -hmm. do you mind bringing dessert because then they're like oh yes okay because usually people are like should i bring something yeah or then they're confused i
1: I always feel like if i go to somebody's place and i like i'm
0: coming with empty hands. I feel kind of bad. Me too. Like I feel like there's something missing here. I think it's good to to have a principle of I want to show the host my appreciation by bringing something. Mm,
1: yeah, you know. Or maybe if they if they don't if they don't ask you specifically for something, maybe like reaching out, like you're saying, like, is there something that I can contribute? Is there something I can yeah. bring? And even if they're like, No, it's fine, just bring yourself and come hungry or whatever. Yeah. Maybe if you know that they, you know, if they drink, maybe there's like a favorite bottle of wine that you that you really enjoy and you're yeah. like, yeah, I'll just bring that. And we don't have to have it this night, but they have it for later, you know, as a yeah. gift or whatever, or. And you bring know. coffee
0: too. That's another thing. Oh yeah. People bring idea. me like a bag of coffee. I'm like, bless you.
1: <laughs> that is, yeah, that's a good, yeah. Or like a box of like tea or yes, something. That's something good.
0: like that that contribute to their hospitality is really good. Also being willing to help with kids or cleaning. If mm-hmm. you see that there's a, a mother that's trying to show you hospitality but she's like running around with her kids or she's like oh no I have this basket of towels I haven't folded yet offer your services to her yeah, say can I like, where does it go can I please fold your house for you can <laughs> yeah. I please hold your baby and like you said those things make pe- especially young families feel so like oh, okay I'm doing it good I'm yeah. doing good you know and yeah. um, it's just a way that we can minister to others yeah. and help and it, others it makes it makes the environment
1: just way less intimidating intimidating for Mm. both parties because then you really start to take the phrase make yourself at home seriously totally and you know when i when i have people over i want them i'm like go raid my fridge go look in my pantry like (laughs) eat my food like (laughs) i don't care and so like being able to like have that mentality and being able to like you know verbally tell people that when they're over and like um, you know, creating that environment, I think, is so important. And like I said, if you are really intimidated by the thought of hosting people, mm-hmm. you know, being able to set that set that stage, you know, for yourself and for the people that are coming over,
0: just makes it way more comfortable. You're m- way more likely to do it more often, more frequently. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. And lastly, um, as somebody that doesn't have children, so if you're in a point where you're either single or you're married and you don't have children yet a way that we can help the way a way that we can be a fantastic guest in somebody's home that has children is to help them feel comfortable by asking can you can I help you with anything Mm. not like having a bad attitude that they have to deal with their kid really quick like just being there and being being somebody that they feel comfortable being around their family and that they're not constantly worried if they need to be entertaining you and and as somebody that almost all of my friends have young children. Mm -hmm. I want to be the guest that's there. That's like, hey, how can I help? Hey, like playing with their little kids, Mm -hmm. like just showing that I not only love that person, but I love their family. Yeah, You know, engaging, like bringing my husband and introducing to their husband and just like trying to make connections and friendships and doing that makes people feel so comfortable. And that's also just a fantastic way to evangelize (laughs) to somebody.
1: Yeah, definitely. One tip that i do have if for some like maybe you're going to visit a young mom or Mm -hmm. whatever um maybe it's not for a meal maybe you're just going over to like hang out for a little bit don't come (laughs) empty-handed always bring something with you (laughs) even if you're like running through starbucks on your way over bring some muffins i don't care bring something and that's that is so helpful maybe whatever whatever f- if you bring something to eat maybe that's her one meal that she's had for the day like you <laughs> never know totally i feel like that's that's really helpful yeah awesome
0: well i think we covered a lot of ground is there anything else that you want to say about this topic no i think we know so much got it yeah so please guys i know this is like this whole episode is basically a plug for rosaria you're welcome <laughs> We seriously, we are honestly so behind her, and the thing that I love about her is that I hear from a lot of people that actually know her in the Reformed community, because mm. she is a, in the a, in the Reformed church. She doesn't just talk to talk, she walks the walk, she yeah. is active in her church, in her community, with her family, she has adopted children, she's just... A phenomenal person so if you Mm -hmm. haven't already get her book support her by getting her book gospel comes with a house key and also by reading her memoirs the secret thoughts of an unlikely convert and also um i can't remember what her other second book is but i'll link them all in the in the description in our website so guys please check her out she's an amazing woman she is doing so much for the kingdom of god and equipping young women like us to do the same things as well okay so before we get into our recommendations for the week we're going to take a quick break Whether we like it or not, what we do online affects our lives offline. Especially
1: now that we are starting to raise our own families. Not only do we want to teach our children to use the internet with integrity, but we also want to guide our own hearts and remain pure online. Covenant Eyes is the leading force in internet and screen accountability software. Start your 30-day free trial today with the promo code Up. You can activate the Covenant Eyes
0: software on all your electronic devices. Begin your journey in providing protection and encouraging accountability by clicking on the link on our website at com. okay so this week we're going to be sharing our starbucks orders oh God, i'm panicking food. i'm
1: like <laughs> trying to pull up my starbucks app food and drinks oh, Sh- well
0: should i go first then yeah okay my my so So, my go to Starbucks order, which might be changing because I'm trying to be as dairy free as possible, because I just realized that dairy makes me ill. (laughs) (laughs) Ill. Like, actually, really ill. So, I get a Grande Ice Blonde Caramel Macchiato. And every time I ask Ryan to go get me something, he always screws it up. So, I'm trying to condense (laughs) it as much as possible. He gets so. He gets so. Okay. If you guys haven't already, you need to go find Tim Hawkins. And you also need to search Tim Hawkins Starbucks order or something like that on YouTube. It is so hilarious because... And also very true. It's so true with husbands trying trying to order their wives' drinks. I do not know why. They panic. They panic. (laughs) They can't handle the pressure. It is so much pressure. But that the blonde espresso really makes a difference for me Mm. in taste and also in not making me poop my pants so praise god for that yeah and my favorite food to get there is the sprouted grain bagel 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 (laughs) sprouted grain bagel with avocado spread or the roasted red pepper egg bites which are phenomenal Mm. they're so good and it's high in fat lots of protein and pcos approved (laughs) so i love i love those at starbucks so what's your order
1: Oh gosh. Okay, so I can't drink regular coffee. If I do, (laughs) I will be sick for days. I just can't do it. I used to be able to when I was in high school. I don't know what happened. I just I I turned 18 and I was like, I can't do it anymore. It just yeah, screws my stomach up so bad. So I get an iced Americano Grande Decaf what's that called? It's like the their decaf blender or whatever, and I only get one shot of espresso in there. Um, I do an extra splash of almond milk, three pumps of caramel syrup, three pumps of vanilla syrup. Sometimes I'll do the caramel sauce, like the drizzle on the inside. It depends on how sweet I want it. And then I do vanilla sweet cream cold foam, which makes it it truly wow. makes it so good and then light cinnamon powder on top so i do custom i do my own like custom order i don't buy like the that stresses me the out the featured. Drinks. we're gonna have to
0: put our orders in the it's, website it's So, much it's so involved. Involved.
1: i mean but what like if you have the starbucks app once you order it once then it like you know you already have it in there like in your history so you're able to put it back in um and then for food i don't remember what i told you oh um, usually I get the turkey and basil pesto sandwich. That's my go-to. I'm just a basil pesto girl like Yum.
0: everything. Me too. So yeah. Sounds good. Okay, before we get going today, I'm going to read REG 1010's review. She says, five stars. <laughs> I love hearing these sisters chat about everyday life. I wish I could grab a cup of coffee and join them at their table and chat away. It's so sweet to hear sisters who love being together so much and helping one another. Can't wait for more.
1: Oh, thanks thanks ari thank
0: you so much for all your support and guys make sure to leave a five star written review on apple podcast if you want to have your review read on our episode all right we'll talk to you guys next week Bye. bye